The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily Podcast. I'm Rick Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, September 27th, and this is the gambling preview of the Eagles and the Cowboys. Myself and Tyler Sullivan. Hey, Sullivan. What's up, buddy? How you doing? What's going on, well? What's up? What's up? We're going to cover the gambling angles of Cowboys and Eagles. We'll talk about the point spread, the total. Then we'll take a break. We'll do some player props, and then we'll do some DFS. Uh, you, you can win a million dollars playing TFS. It's very yeah. unlikely, but you can win a million dollars. You can do it. It, it is you possible. Can. You can go into Tuesday as a millionaire. Man, what a, wouldn't that be? <laughs> that would really be nice, right? Would you? People always ask me, like, if you win a million dollars, would you would you keep your, keep working? I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we already we already kind of play, you know, in the fun area of life. So yeah, we're, not like, you know. we're not working at a bus factory. Not that exactly. There's anything wrong with working at a bus factory, but like. If I worked in a bus factory and I won a million dollars in DFS, it's deuces. Right? Like, like, like we're complaining that we're tired because we watched football yesterday. Yes, like correct. we're we're doing okay. We're we're okay. Correct. Uh, by the way, shout out to uh, my buddy Chad at uh, Dude per- you know Dude Perfect. Yeah. Uh, my uh, he hooked up uh, some tickets for my son and my wife who went to Dude Perfect on Sunday. I was going to go too, but you know work. Um, they were they were in Raleigh. Pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, anywho. In the feed, the full week three recap. And, of course, coming up, we will do a Monday Night Football reaction. If you missed out on the million dollars through DFS, you can still win some big-time cash prizes using your football expertise. Go to – it's a, all you got to do is play football pick from CBS Sports, correctly pick the entire slate of games, and you will win a $100,000 jackpot this week and every week of the season by visiting cbssports.com slash picks. Even if no one wins the weekly jackpot, we're still giving away $1,000 of guaranteed cash to the winner each week and $5,000 for the season-long champ. So don't wait. Make your picks and compete for the $100,000 jackpot by visiting cbssports.com slash picks today. Eagles at the Cowboys Cowboys, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The over-under, 51, Sully. When you uh, – uh, the obviously, the you know, Eagles are dogs on the money line. I think they're plus 150, and the Cowboys are minus 175 or thereabouts. What's your initial thought on this line? Yeah, I like the Cowboys here. I think it opened up at four, and it's been it's been brought down a little bit, you know, a half point to a little over a field goal, you know, essentially the same thing. It, you know, it doesn't really matter to me too, too much there. I'd like to get it at three with the Cowboys, but, you know, again, you're not going to get – right now, Caesars doesn't have that. It, you know, you really be few and far between if you can find a Dallas minus three. But I like the Cowboys here. You know, I just – I'm more impressed of what I've seen from them – at the start of the season than I have with Philadelphia. And I think we're a little bit misguided here. And I know Debo's probably going to shut me off at some point or another. But, you know, we saw them go up against and have an impressive win in the opener against Atlanta. And then they kind of were a little bit slowed down against San Francisco. And, you know, I'm looking at both of those teams. I'm very much more confident in San Francisco and what I see from them than what I saw in Atlanta. And was it more Philadelphia? I'm confident in Atlanta. 
You have a confidence that they're bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very confident in knowing who Atlanta is. And so when you look at that, you say, okay, was it really, you know, was it Jalen Hurts lighting it up and doing this big, you know, second year leap? You know, now he's the starter in Philadelphia. It's his time now. Or was it just that he really is a a capable quarterback that can take advantage of Mm. bad defenses? So to me, that's kind of what I'm looking at there. And, And I think Dallas right now is scrappy enough or, you know, has an offense that's that's more potent enough that can really outrun them. Yeah, the Eagles scored 11 points against the 49ers. That's not ideal. On the other hand, they are the 49ers. Like it's a good defense. Let's not, you know, no, I know that I know I know that last night was was obviously and the Cowboys scored 20 against the, the I mean it's not like the Cowboys lit up the Chargers right too either, you know. I but I I would agree with you if I were picking you got the four sides, right? Offense, defense on both teams. If I'm picking one unit that I'm the most confident in, it would be the Cowboys offense. Yeah. Out of yeah. all all four of these units, I don't trust the Cowboys defense still. I understand that they are probably a better, banged up. Yeah, they're probably better than they were. I don't think they're we don't think they're average, do we? No, I they're mean 22nd in DVOA coming into week three. Yeah, it's probably they moved up from like scum bottom of the barrel to uh, flotsam. You know. Right. If, if we're talking about like that lower third tier of the league, they're no longer at the bottom of that tier. They're at the top of that tier. So they're they're technically a top tier. It's just the tier that they're in is at right. the bottom of the league. But that's an important jump, though, for Dallas. Because sure. They need sure. to get to around average if they want to win the division. They certainly can. I think either one of these teams can. And so this is something that I think is important, too. I, I know RJ pointed out on Sportsline, you know, he, he's got some great stuff over there. But you have to look at what we were looking at going into the regular season. The Dallas Cowboys were the favorites to win this division, and the Eagles were ranked last to win the NFC East. Again, luck and change. There's value, obviously, anywhere across the board. But there is a reason why Dallas was looked at as the favorite going into this. And, and, and again, they are that offense is just so potent that it can jump in front of some of these offenses, you know, these opposing teams, and really jump out to a significant lead and cover. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to take the Eagles. You guys are making nice. me worried about this. I'm going to take the Eagles. Just no, it's good. If I'm, if I'm getting a field goal in the hook yeah. in a division game, I don't see Dallas blowing them out. I don't think Dallas's defense is good enough to stop the Eagles from getting back into the game. Now, I do worry a little bit that, to your point about them getting ahead, us getting ahead of ourselves on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles after that Atlanta game. You know? Yeah. Say, well, <laughs> we were all wrong. The Eagles are great. And Jalen Hurts is making some crazy leap forward. And and then it, it's just not. And you, you are right. Um, RJ White, who is 23 and 11 in his last 34 NFL picks. My, my, my. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, Emery Hunt, also a friend of the friend of the pod, of course, uh, likes the Cowboys as well. You can check out their picks, sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code EDGE. Get your first month for, for, first month for a dollar. Um, but I, I just want in a primetime divisional matchup like this, I want the I want I want I want the three points, especially yeah. the three and a half, excuse me, especially if it's a situation where Mike McCarthy's on the other side of the ball. And he's going to be conservative, and he's going to kick field goals. I mean, the dude played for a fifty-six yarder with his with it with with Greg the leg, who had been like going full Madden and blitzing balls to the left, like you know, forty yards to the left of the upright. So I just don't think they'll be that aggressive. Their offensive line, of course, is good, but Philly's defensive line is really good, and Philly Philly's eighth in DVOA. Maybe I might like. What do you think about this total? It is currently. What did I say it was? Some of the 50s, right? 51 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Just don't want to get in the front of that. But if 
feels like this could go under. Yeah, it, it's one of those games where it could go under. Again, like we're saying, if if we're leaning towards the run here, if we're, if we're feeling like a, a Tony Pollard, Zeke, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts type of game here, then obviously that would that would trend to be the under. One thing that I do think is worthy of pointing out too, there's a little bit of a there's a few injuries that that are at play here for both sides. Obviously, Keanu Neal for the the Dallas Cowboys aren't isn't going to play. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Micah Parsons. Do they move him back from defensive end when they played him last week? Now that Randy Gregory's back, do they move him back to middle linebacker, or is that more Leighton Vander Esch? We'll, we'll have to see what that kind of looks like there with Dallas, but also Philadelphia uh, and, and Debo could probably even speak to this too. But like Fletcher Cox has been dealing with an illness. Brandon Brooks is also going to be out on the O line. So to me. A lot of significant injuries there, especially oh, for the God, Eagles. Brandon Graham's out too. So you know that's you know those are some significant things for Philadelphia on the defensive and offensive lines for them. Mm-hmm. So certainly something to point out. No, that's a good point. Graham and Brooks are big, important players for yeah. those lines. Yeah, boy. Um, and again, too, you know, if you want some trends here, I just got them for you. Eagles. I don't four. feel I don't feel confident about either side of this game. Yeah, I, no, it's tough. I'm looking at it, I'm thinking under, but. You don't really want to get in the way of a Dallas under. Like, you don't want to get, like, right. Right, Cowboys game can go over at the, in a heartbeat because you, right. could, you could look up, you know, when we're midway through the first quarter and Dallas is already hanging 14 points, you know, Philly's driving for seven. You're like, okay, here we go. We're, we're cruising towards the well, over. I mean, you just get a deep shot to Devontae Smith or Jalen yeah. Rager and, and, and then, you know, the CD Lamb answers right back and suddenly it's seven all with, you know, five minutes into the game. And just a few things to point out, like I was saying, Eagles one in four ATS in their last five meetings. The favorite is eight and three against the spread in their last 11. And the home team is five and zero oh against the spread in their last five. Again, division rivals, they're playing each other all the time. So certainly something to point out. Uh, and as Debo points out, the uh, rugby playing um, tackle, Jordan Mailata is all. Did you mention him? You mentioned him too. Didn't you? No, I didn't mention him. He's out. Okay. So Brandon Brooks. Why, why, why can I not just find an immediate Eagles injury report up here? Give it to me, people. Come on. <laughs> come on. Give it to me. Uh, oh, uh, Debo. Good news, though. Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside appears to be on track to play. So that's very exciting. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, Debo, what are your thoughts on this spread, by the way? I should, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not used to talking about the Eagles without just, like, Debo's voice in the sky coming down. Just chirping in. No, no, I'm no. never going to, like, convince myself that the Eagles don't have a shot against the rival Cowboys, but I'm I'm really concerned about those injuries on both sides of the line. Oh. Do I need Luther, to get on my lotto is the highest-graded offensive lineman last week going up against Bosa on the Niners, so he's been awesome. The drop-off, you would think, you know, a former first-round pick steps in at left tackle, and it's okay, but I don't know if that'll be the case. So that's that's concerning. Um I'm still going to pick the Eagles, but I have concerns about the injuries already. Cowboys injury report looks pretty clean too. Mario Cooper, really, I mean, you know, he's I think Donovan Wilson, Doris Armstrong, and uh, Carlos Watkins are the other ones out. Wilson Lawrence, well, you do have to throw in Keanu yeah, Neal there yeah. too. He's on he's on the COVID list, so that that does change things there as well. He's not on the injury report, but he's on the you know the COVID list. He's not playing in this game. Wait, who'd you say? Keanu Neal. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's gonna be out. Yeah, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence being out. Yeah, the. Hmm. Here's the, the other reason I don't know if I'd want to get in the way of the other reason I might like the under. If you got if Mylotta and Brandon Brooks are both going to be missing, and Jason Kelsey is, you know, didn't practice some that during the week and was limited for a foot injury and because of rest. I mean, I had not. Oh, oh. are the Eagles going to score more than twenty one points? Yeah. <sighs> that's that's tough ask. That is a t- it is a tough ask. 
I mean, you'd think you can do it against the Cowboys, but golly. Now I'm getting now I'm completely petrified of the friggin' Cowboys. What is happening? Well, I don't I don't have the trends in front of me, but again, it's just it's really just how you feel about both offenses, in my opinion. I think at this point with the defenses, with the injuries on on with Philadelphia and you Dallas just being Dallas, are you confident in, you know, not even the you know, yeah, you do need you need about 21 points from Philadelphia. Do you feel like they can do it? Let I don't know. We, we've seen it. We've seen it one week, and we've seen that against a really bad defense in the Falcons, and then against a really good defense, they were able to score, you know, barely in the double digits. So, you know, which one is Dallas? Do so. The Cowboys are minus one sixty to win the NFC East. That is a lot higher than I expected to see. The Eagles are next at plus three fifty. Wow. Washington plus four fifty, New York fourteen to one. Washington, it to me is the one that took the biggest fall. I thought that their defense would be much better this year. Oh, for sure. But I'm saying, I mean, if if the Cowboys win this game, if you'd like the Cowboys to win the division, and the Cowboys win this game, they will be minus two fifty. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Whoever wins this game is going to be the favorite to win the division. Mm-hmm. Cowboys would probably fall back to like plus one twenty five if they lose. So if you do want to bet on the Cowboys to win the NFC East, now would be the time to do it. If you if you also think that the Cowboys are going to uh, win this evening, all right. So I have a lean Philly, but I'm not feeling great about it, especially Debo's little milk toast endorsement <laughs> or non endorsement. I don't even know what that that's was. A non, that's a non non endorsement. That is, yeah, a, I'm going to say you should bet the Cowboys, but I can't say that. Right. That is a. Like I am not going to go against the Eagles, but I don't. Love I might. It. I might put a lunker on the Cowboys now. That Debo is like, <laughs> no, no. Eagles twenty four. Cowboys twenty one. Nice Jake Elliott field goal to to cap things off. All right. nice. Under you do you like you like the under there, right? Do you? Yeah, I would I would definitely lean that way. All this right. has been the weekend of the kicker, so yeah, let's let's do one more weekend for John Breach. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, player props and DFS. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay. I I really just need to stop picking overs. I don't know why. It's just, I, I don't, I'm not good. It's at, fun. It's fun to bet you over because you're rooting for the players. Like, you know, I, it's like, you know, I, you know, when I face like, 
New England Patriots players that my friends have in their fantasy team. I'm like, I don't. It, you want them to suck because you know you you don't you want to win, but you team. don't really want to root against. But also, you don't want to root against your home team. It's basically right. the same thing there. Okay, I do know that one, that we both have unders of, on one certain player, and I think yep. this is interesting. But yeah, you, yeah, you know it is. It's Zeke Elliott. Uh, lat in week one, eighty three percent of the snaps played against Tampa Bay. And not an unreasonable or wild number for a highly paid running back, although you think it'd be closer to 90. Week two against the Chargers in a three-point game, 71% of the snaps. Tony Pollard is eating into his playing time in a big, big way. Zeke's receiving, you know, when you look at his receiving in the past few years, it had gone, it had spiked up in 2018. Um, and then, you know, 54, you know, 71 targets each of the last two years four targets through two games. That's not on pace for 71. I don't know if you know how that works. I will take the under on Zeke receptions at two and a half. It was plus money earlier in the week. It is now I think minus 135. That's a lot of juice. Maybe the implied math tells you you should go over, but they're just not using him in a pass catching role. And I don't expect so like to, for him to get uh, more than three receptions. So I will take the under on Zeke Elliott. Uh, receptions you also have a Zeke Elliott under yeah I'm down on Zeke on this one you know I'm, I'm down you know if you just look at from a statistical standpoint like you've been alluding to hasn't been as productive as he's been in years past and I like the under on his eight, uh, 82 and a half rushing and receiving yards so basically yards from scrimmage at minus 120 it's just, I just don't see him or I see Tony Pollard being a more increasing role as the weeks go on here. His snap stayed relatively the same last week, Tony Pollard. It was around 2021 from week one to week two. Uh, A number of snaps, yes, yes, yes. Number of snaps, but the percentage went up 10%. So, you know, again, you got to look at the game flow. You got to look at how things have changed. When you look at how Tony Pollard has been in that backfield, he's just clearly the better back. If you were just an alien and you came down from Earth and watched the Dallas Cowboys and said, which one has the big money contract out of these two running backs? It's, Every it's single situation. alien from Mars would say Tony Pollard. It's a space, no, it's a spaceship situation where you come down, you watch the Cowboys, and you have to pick a back to take with you to play uh, you know, as your running space back Space Jam Mars. scenario, Monstars, who are you taking? You're definitely taking Tony Pollard. 100%. He looks more explosive. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he looks better, but, and I do wonder how far Mike McCarthy could push this or how far Kellen Moore could push this and who is pushing this if it's them. Because Jerry Jones is not a big fan of, you know, not playing his high con, you know, I mean, Zeke's still getting 70 plus percent of snaps. It's not a big yeah. deal. And you can always sell him as, hey, we're just trying to keep the guy fresh, which I assume is what they would, they would try to do. But, you know, Tony Pollard, three, three receptions on you know, three targets, averaging, you know, uh, 10, 10, 10, 10 yards per catch last week and also averaging over eight or 8.4 yards per rush the guy's just explosive he hasn't he hasn't missed a target yet you know you're saying he was three for three last week he was four for four in week one when Dak Prescott looks his way he's coming up clutch again you know is that going to continue throughout the season no he's probably going to miss you know they're going to miss on one or two of them obviously at some point or another but right now he is the hot back in the receiving game so you know that this is why I like you know, going against Ezekiel Elliott, because if I feel like Tony Pollard's role is only going to increase as these weeks go on, well, then Zeke Elliott's role is going to decrease. So this is why I'm leaning towards the over. And we'll talk about some of the Pollard uh, props that I like that are over in this one. But again, I don't I don't see I don't see Zeke, whether it's in the receiving game or in the rushing game, topping, you know, 80 something yards. I just don't see it. So that's why I'm going under. Why is that? Is that what Tony Pollard's over under total for receptions is two and a half as well? It's kind of interesting. 
I mean, I'm not sure that we feel comfortable projecting more than that. Probably not. Because he's only, because I mean, he only, again, we're talking about him being efficient in the receiving game, yeah. but we're talking about three targets last week and four targets in week one. That's, that, that is still not a significantly high number. It's solid for a back, especially that someone who is catching all of those. But when we're talking about, is he going to be able to go and continue to be that efficient? That, that volume would need to increase for me to really feel comfortable about that over in the receptions. Yeah, that's fair enough. The, Even though I do like it, because right now it's plus money, right? It, you know, so, you know, at least when I saw it. So it's plus money. 10. Yeah, it's drifted back to basically like even or whatever. But so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, again, if you're, if you're getting some significant value there, then sure, roll the dice. Let's see if he can do it. But ultimately, you know, you are towing a line a little bit because his looks have, haven't really been crazy in the passing game. He's just been extremely efficient so far. Uh, I will st- I'll stick with another receptions prop, and I will take the over on Amari Cooper receptions. Five, is it five and a half? By the way, look at those. The, uh, sorry, dude, I'm, I'm messing with you. But the, um, if you look at the the uh, passing touchdown props, you can go to receptions, but I'm just saying the passing touchdown props are heavily juiced to the under. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. You know, J- uh, Dak, minus 170, under two and a half. Jalen Hurts, minus 140, under one and a half. I just point that out from a standpoint of this game has a total of 51 and a half. Right. Which is a lot of points because it's the Cowboys. It's the Eagles. It's Monday night. Nobody, you know, they're not going to project it for 47 and a half. And then everyone's slamming the over. I, they, you know, I think they, they, I think there's a, they're getting a nice even wagering on the over and the under, but to the receptions prop, uh, I will take the over on Amari Cooper five and a half receptions. I understand it's a lot, but, I tend to think the Cowboys will attack through the air early on because it's it's just not it's harder to run against the Eagles with you know Fletcher Cox in that front, even with Brandon Graham missing. So I I, I anticipate them throwing the ball to Amari Cooper early and often. I think you can attack the Eagles in the secondary, and I I like that over. No, this is a good you know get right game for for Cooper who had you know three He's also catches. Way better at home for some reason. Yeah, so always yeah. has. Been, yeah. You know, three catches, five targets last week, only for 24 yards after just a bananas week one against the Buccaneers where he had 16 targets, caught 13 of them. So, no, he's certainly capable of putting up a, a pretty healthy number in the receptions department. And I do think that this is one of those games where, like you said, I think Dallas is probably going to throw it around a little bit more. And obviously Cooper is a huge piece of that passing game and does play well at home. Uh, what, what you got next, Sully? Um, I'm going to stick in the backfield. I like Pollard's over for uh, rushing and receiving yards, 52 and a half. Again, it's it's very simple in my logic where if I think Zeke's going down and, and not playing to the level that we know Zeke, well, then somebody's going to have to take over those carries, and I think that's going to be Tony Pollard. At some point, there, I don't think it's going to be, like we were saying, I don't think it's going to be this you know 50-50 split or anything like that, but can – can Pollard make it a 65-45, a 70-30 that's just highly efficient in these games? And he, he's rushed for over, you know, it was, what was it, 109 yards last week. He had 29 receptions in week one, receiving yards in week one, 31 receiving yards in week two. He's just so involved both as a runner in the backfield and in the receiving game that it just gives me a ton of confidence that he can, you know, if he rushes for, for 30 yards and has, uh, you know, Two catches for 10 yards. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm pretty much in the ballpark there of hitting that over. And that's a very limited Tony Pollard in the Cowboys offense. So, And I'm expecting his role to only increase, again, like we talked about with his percentages and the snap counts going from week one to week two. I, I just like how he's evolving, and it's going to just to me, that's going to go higher. 
All right. I will take the I got a couple Eagles or I got three over receiving yards. And this is not that I think this is going to be a shootout by taking these overs. I just I look at I look at these numbers and believe that they are mispriced. We'll start with one for the Cowboys. And you can see us, uh, you can see these, by the way, on Caesars as we as we mess with them. Um, when you if you're on youtube.com slash pick six. And if you are watching on YouTube, please hit the like button, comment your favorite prop. If you if it if it hits, we'll give you a shout out or, or some such. Uh, I like Blake Jarwin over receiving yards 24 and a half. It's it's just low. Like I just, yeah, I yeah. just think I think I think they you look at these Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin both going to be involved in the passing game uh, at the tight end position, and you can clear twenty four and a half pretty easily. Uh, similarly, go to the Eagles over uh, receiving yards. I'm going to take the over on Jalen Rager at thirty nine and a half. That's juiced at minus one twenty. I expect that to climb up a little bit. He's a deep play threat. They get the ball down the field. Hurts uh, really appears to trust him, and I. That number, as I was saying, it's probably like about six yards too low. So I think we can clear that at 39 and a half. And then Zach Ertz, 17 and a half. You kidding me? Welcome back, Zach Ertz. Yeah, welcome back, Zach Ertz. I, I, look, Dallas Goddard's a better tight end. No doubt about it. But, you know, Zach Ertz is going to play in six, somewhere around 60% of the snaps for the Eagles this week. And he's going to get, you know, three I would say three or four targets. I, I would I would expect that they attack try to attack these linebackers with the tight ends, you know, open things up in the in the screen game, everything's up for Jalen Hurts to run. And as such, I'll take the over at 17 and a half. I, I'm not looking for a hundred yard game out of Zach Hurts. I'm looking for a 20 yard game out of Zach right. Hurts. Um as Debo notes in in Slack to me, we don't know if there are any lingering effects for COVID situation, but you know, it, it, obviously if that's the case, this would be a problem. But the 17 and a half feels very short to me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm there with you again. He's going to have a role somewhere in the passing game, and like you said, it's not going. You're not you're not saying, hey, light it up and win me a week in in DFS and win me a week in fantasy. It's can you get a you know two three catches for ten yards or whatever or, you know whatever it's going to be. You know, so that's you're not asking a lot for Zach Ertz in this one. The the one that I like with Philadelphia is Jalen Hurts is over rushing prop. It's fifty four and a half. That's pretty high. But sure. he's gone. But he's gone over that total both times this season, and I'm really interested to see what and I kind of alluded to it earlier in the pod. But like, what Dallas is going to do defensively with Keanu Neal out? He was the, probably arguably their most athletic linebacker in, in terms of how are they going to spy Jalen Hurts and and if Micah Parsons is going to move back from defensive end to linebacker, is it going to be Leighton Vander Esch who certainly hasn't lived up to that first round draft billing? What's Randy Gregory going to look like as he comes back from COVID? I just do have some. You know, some interest into that linebacker unit and what they are going to do to contain Jalen Hurts, and are they able to going to be to contain Jalen Hurts? To me, I think that this one is a, is kind of, it's kind of sneaky high, but ultimately, I do think he's going to be able to run around and be able to create some plays with his legs and, and get over this total. Yeah, and if if the Eagles are trailing, yep, which I think I guess we're kind of building into the game script in a lower scoring game. It stands to reason that Jalen Hurts will use his legs significantly. I mean, this is probably a pretty good number, but I don't get in the way of, uh, like, of rushing t- rushing yard totals for guys like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, guys who run a lot and who scramble and run around. I have no inter- Kyler Murray. I'm not. I'm just not taking the under on him. Right, because one run, and all of a sudden he picks up 25 yards, and this thing is going way way over. So don't have a problem with that. I would expect we see something in the range of nine to ten rushing attempts for Jalen Hurts. 
And yeah, so I think he's had like design. seven and ten this season. So yeah, that's right around his season average. And and we saw it a lot more in week one, I think, than in week two, where they they used RPOs and stuff to make Jalen Hurts more comfortable. I wouldn't be surprised at all with against a softer defense yep. like the Cowboys if Nick Sirianni didn't go back to that and just force these linebackers to make decisions and and try and sort of open up the run game for Miles Sanders by virtue of using these RPOs, etc. All right. A lot of oh, uh, so um, I feel bad because I should have I should be giving these out on the on the podcast more frequently. Um, I don't know why we didn't, but uh, I, I'm on a three game uh, first TD three game primetime first TD stretch where where we hit up Sam Darnold, Devontae Adams last night. Now you had to lay the lumber with Devontae Adams because he's was like, but he was seven to one, which was kind of crazy too. Yeah, uh, let's look at some first touchdown props here. I like. I'm not saying this is like my specialty, but I just I seem to hit them on a fairly regular basis. I like it. That's great. So when I'm doing a first TD prop, I try to stay ten to one or higher. So that rules out, of course. I mean, you know, you, you could go Amari Cooper at seven to one. That's just a pretty, given the, excuse me, given the uh, uh, plethora of receiving options for the Cowboys. I don't like Amari Cooper at seven to one or CD Lamb at six and a half to one. I have no interest in Zeke at plus 575. They, of course, if they get on the one-yard line or something, they could absolutely run him. And Miles Sanders plus 675, no thanks. Get out of here. Uh, let's hit view more, which you can see on Caesars, Debo. Um, I'll start the bidding at Jalen Hurts at 10 to 1. That's, yep. I mean, give me some Jalen Hurts at 10 to 1. If you're betting on a first, first touchdown score and you have a double-digit number on a quarterback with any sort of rushing capacity – that needs to be on your card if you were trying to have a first touchdown prop score card. This happens all the time. Like Aaron Rodgers last night um, was thirty, and he, you know we we're thinking quarterback sneak, and he just throws a quick one uh, to uh, Adams. To, yeah, to Adams for the touchdown. But Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. Dak was eighteen to one earlier. Jalen Hurts has actually climbed back to ten to one. He was nine to one earlier. So, but Jalen Hurts and scroll down a little bit, Diva, and we'll see. Um, I just want to see what Dak Prescott's at. He is at yeah, just under 18 to one. Both of those guys need to be bet if you're betting first touchdown score because they're double digit quarterbacks who they will use an RPO or or you know bootleg fashion near the end zone. And and neither of these neither of these offensive coordinators or these coaches are afraid to let those guys run, even with Dak's uh, injury history. I also have Tony Pollard, I think, at eleven to or ten to one now. You're you're you know, you're you're basically fading Zeke at five at six to one and saying, all right, I want double digits on Tony Pollard. They might use him in the red zone. They might throw a little uh, quick hitter to him. I also have two other Eagles because I, I don't love the cat. The Cowboys prices are just too inflated here. Yeah. Even if they're the yeah. better team, you don't think the Eagles can get the ball first, come out with a great script and move it down the field. Uh, give me Jalen Rager at 16 to one. It was what he was earlier. Is he, is he vanished into he's evaporated. He's no longer on the list of first touchdown scores. What the hell? <laughs> he was there. He was there this morning. Um, and Dallas Goddard's also gone. Where's Devontae? Devontae Smith somewhere? Oh, Devontae Smith's not on the is it that's weird. Why did all the Eagles pass catchers go away? Okay. I don't know why that I don't know why the hell that happened. But I'm with there. you. I, I like I like Jalen Hurts. That's who I put in last night when we were sending the messages back and forth to Debo. I, I had it nine to one. Like 
you know, this is, I, I love that that's going up. Sure. Let's, let's, let's get some more value on that. Like you said, like if you have a guy that's Kate, like is, is a weapon with his feet in the red zone. And this is not a, you know, this isn't Tom Brady, you know, even though he can sometimes do that at the one or whatever, but like, this is a guy that they want to feature uh, that every part. Every time a bad example, but like this is it's a bad example. Yeah, yeah Tom Tom's actually a great bet. Yeah, he's really great. Saying, it's, this isn't um, I mean, who's it? Matt Ryan. This isn't Matt sure. Ryan. Where yeah. you, you, he's not probably not even going to run in from the one. You know, Tom Brady at least is going to sneak from the one if you get past sure. him. Yeah. yeah, This is Matt, Matt Ryan. You got no Ben Roethlisberger, no rush, no t- no first touchdown equity whatsoever. Mm. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, huge first touchdown equity. Love it. That's who I'm. That's who I'm. That's who I'm riding with going into this. All right. Uh, what about a lottery prop? That was my lottery, prop. lottery plus, prop. Right. That's perfect. It was plus nine hundred. Now it's you know it's not, uh, ten to one. I love right. it. But you love it when the more lot you like you thought you were gonna be a millionaire. Now you're a billionaire. That's how the lottery works. I was told. Uh, I will take as my lottery pop. And we're generally speaking like three to one or four to one. Anything better? You know, we're just trying to make make some cash. Devontae Smith scores a touchdown and the Eagles win five to one. I feel like that's decent odds, right? Maybe yeah. it should be like seven to one. I don't know. Uh, I just, I think there's a good chance Devontae Smith gets in the end zone because they love targeting him. And I, I buy in the 24, 21 Kool-Aid, the Devo's spilling all over the floor in sloppy Eagles fashion. Okay. Let's get to DFS. Look at me. Look at me. Already somehow loaded up DraftKings. What a surprise. Just don't expect any sort of preparation around these parts. And yet, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, DraftKings. We have, of course, Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts are the two priciest quarterbacks. I don't believe, Sully, that any of these primetime showdown slates that we have seen a quarterback be the optimal captain yet this year, which is very interesting, hmm. you know, People want to gravitate towards quarterbacks. These guys are really expensive. If you try to put them into your lineup, um, you know you're you're gonna you're gonna minimize what you're able to do. Do you like one of these two guys as your captain, or do you uh, tend to swerve in a different direction? I don't, just because, just like what you're saying, it, it's really tough to create a competitive roster when you have one of those quarterbacks as your captain. To me, I like Amari Cooper as the captain for this one. I, I think that he is a a great play, uh, thirteen five hundred going into this and that way you can fit both quarterbacks and have a relatively you know decent lineup around them you know i have a lineup where it's you know jarwin you have devonta smith and then you have zerline you know nothing crazy it's not like i'm you know lighting the world on fire but i have action on both of those offenses with jalen hurts and dak prescott cooper as we've talked about great opportunity for a bounce back game for him and you know 16 targets in week one, even if he come, even if he gives me half that with the efficiency that he had in the opener against the Buccaneers, I will be really happy as a captain owner with uh, Amari Cooper. Again, both quarterbacks. And if we're talking about potentially a low scoring game, maybe mm. field goals, that's what I'm talking about with Zerline as well. All right. So I, I don't, I don't hate that at all. This is going to be more than likely. Uh, I mean, I don't, this, no, this is not something I like doing, but. I think it's at least worth considering. Is there any chance that the Eagles' defense, and you would, you almost need a defensive touchdown or a really shockingly low-scoring game, or even the Cowboys' defense, maybe that's the play. Certainly low ownership. There's going to be really low ownership in terms of the captaincy and in terms of general. Yes, captaincy. And I'm just thinking like a full-blown, you do a full-blown Cowboys bloodbath on the Eagles. So you get Cowboys 
defense is the captain. Get Amari Cooper in there. We got Tony. And then you got to find, a, and then we, we can't do Jalen Hurts, but we get Devontae Smith in there. Um, I don't know that I love that lineup, but I don't know that I hate that lineup. Right. I don't think the Cowboys defense is necessarily, I mean, again, I don't think the Cowboys defense is necessarily good. I'm just thinking if, if you want a contrarian way to get access to all of the Cowboys offensive players, it would be using someone like the Cowboys defense as your captain and hoping that Dallas limits Philadelphia or that Philadelphia struggles because of Philadelphia's offensive line was they can't generate any sort of real offense. And this turns into a, I don't know, a 27 to or 24 to 10 game. And you actually get points from the Cowboys defense. Again, it, it's so insane. And it depends on what contest selection matters here. Right. 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 If you're playing in this, you know, the million, the million maker, you know, you're not you're not going to be a special unicorn with Dak Prescott as your captain. Exactly. Or, I mean, even Amari Cooper is your captain. Or even Devontae Smith. These, I thought I was being, I thought I was so smart when I put Trey Sermon as my captain in, on Sunday Night Football. Turns out he was like 18% owned or like 20, because he was so cheap that people wanted access to the other guys up top. And, and so that's sort of what you have to be careful with is if you, if you go with Dak as your captain, you know, he's so expensive, one, that you're not going to have access to to a lot of other players. And then, two, everyone and their brother is going to stack this Cowboys thing, bring it back with Jalen Hurts and like insert, insert receiver, whoever it's going to be. Yeah. Now, my question for you would be, what would what do you think is more contrarian with, with the captaincy? Do you think it would be Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard? Ooh, I which, think which one do you think is going to have less captaincy ownership? Good question. I would think that at just an eight hundred dollar discount, it would be Zeke Elliott. But I mean, I would think, right? Because if because uh, if, if, if you think about it, this is this is kind of what my my brain no, is it's, going it's through. Right well, it's a twelve hundred discount for the for the captains. Uh. I don't. Yes. I don't know the answer to that, but I would think more people would go Zeke. But maybe you know, for twelve hundred, you go Tony Pollard as the captain. I'm a slave to the storylines. I really am. And if we are, if we are going to see what we saw in Week Three, where all of these running backs, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, James Robinson, all of these players, you know, uh, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, even a lot of these first round borderline back, end, you know, top I'm of the second round. Say the light side, not what you're saying. Sorry. It's the top of the top of the second round fantasy running backs that were all drafting really high, haven't lived up to expectations, all played really well in week and Saquon Barkley's another one, all played really well in week three. Could Zeke Elliott follow suit and all of a sudden say, Oh yeah, we, you know, Zeke Elliott, pretty good running back after oh, all. So you, oh, so you're saying that you think you're you think that Tony Pollard could be the popular I know it, it looked, I'm saying Tony Pop Tony Pollard could be the popular play because he's just kind of the fancy name right now. Everybody's feeling savvy, like you were saying. You know, oh everybody you're feeling really smart going with Tony Pollard as your captain, like you were doing or with a Trey Sermon as your captain last night. A lot of high ownership. Maybe everybody fades Zeke, you throw him in there, and he follows the wave of all of these running backs this week that haven't lived up to expectations prior to week three, all of a sudden start showing out, and you're sitting there with a first-round running back season season long who's dominating against the Philadelphia Eagles and kind of reestablishing himself as the lead running back. You know, that's that's a storyline I think it's worth following. So I actually think this is a good call by you, and I don't, I, we don't know what the – 
I'm gonna see. Let me see if I can find somewhere that's got uh, projected ownership up because I don't think that. Uh, you know, we recorded this earlier in the morning, and you know, you don't just don't always have you know access to various sites with the projected ownership. I might be able to find one. Hold on a second. Um, the um, yes, but to, to your point, I think I think it's interesting to consider that everyone will want to go down to Tony Pollard as their captain if they are going with that running back because he's trending up in terms of his snaps. You know, he's averaging six more fantasy points in DraftKings scoring than Zeke per week over the first two weeks of the season. You save the money that can, you know, that $1,200 is huge. Yeah. Because you save and and so if you go Zeke, now if you go Zeke, do you also have, no probably no on Pollard. I do think you want to have, if you're going Zeke Elliott, if you're going to have Zeke as your captain, I think you want to operate under the assumption that this is a Cowboys win where they are running the ball late, right? Probably, yeah. So they have points. But you also need to have plenty of... Do we need Jalen Hurts in there? I think you probably need Hurts because of his rushing equity. Yeah. And then you got 3,100 left over. At this point with the Zeke, Dak, and Amari... I probably ooh, we can do. I can't do Jalen Rager. We're gonna have to do. We could do Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins is gonna be a popular sleeper too. I think. Yeah, caught a big big catch last week. I, yeah, he's certainly gonna be one that is that can fill a lot of rosters. Yeah, so we could either go Greg Zerline, Cowboys defense, or Blake Jarwin. We could do Blake Jarwin and Zach Ertz. What two little tight ends there? Low scoring game. We actually can even pay up for a little bit more if we wanted off Ertz. E, uh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that 2013 fantasy all-star team. <laughs> um, I don't mind that lineup. I think that's kind of, I don't think it's going to be unique. I don't think it's going to be like completely, completely unique, but you know, you have access to three big time playmakers for the Cowboys, a secondary playmaker in Blake Jarwin, Zach Ertz is coming back from the COVID list and is the number two tight end on this team that people are not going to want to play. Jalen Hurts, you want to have Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager in there, but it's also possible that Javon Diggs has a great game and you know Dan Quinn cooks up enough where they they keep those cowboy those Eagles receivers from playing really well. And you 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 know, you it's mostly Jalen Hurts running around and trying to create with his legs, and it turns into a Cowboys blowout where Zeke runs the ball into the ground at the end. And I do think if they have a lead. It, it will be Zeke closing the game out, right? Yes. I think it would have to be, right? You know, yeah. he's just he's just been that guy. And again, you know, we're talking about trying to find a way where there's the low, you know, not the lowest ownership possible for the captain spot, but we're just trying to find value you know, in that. You want to have well. a unique captain who, no, I think Zeke is a good, I think Zeke is a good contender. Right, I just don't want to sound, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm talking on both sides of my mouth where I'm saying earlier, take the under on all of Zeke's props and then, you know, oh yeah, make him your captain as well. No, We're talking about value. A, there, but like, you can, I mean, you can, just because you think a game is going to, like, if you're entering a contest there it's $15 and there's 200,000 people in the, in the, in the contest and it's a million dollars to first place, you know, we're That'd talking about these props where we think the game script's going to go this way, and Zeke's not a good. You know, we like the unders on Zeke. Well, you know what? You know who else likes the unders on Zeke? Everyone in, this, in that contest. And so, if you go, the, if you, if you, you know, you have to kind of be a 
weirdo and go the opposite way that your brain is telling you, even though it says, no, 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 go this way. And, and that's what you, that's, that's the whole point of being contrarian. I don't just mind play, that. Just play DFS like a George Costanza. Just that's do, right. Just chicken, do the opposite. Chicken salad on, on, uh, on weight. Should I, um, should I end it with crowns or dollars? Dollars. I'm putting that one in. I like that, that sounds like a personal decision. I, I don't know why I like, like my crowns. I mean, who, like, it's like oh, I can't use 8,000 crowns here. I don't even know what the hell crowns are. Uh, thanks, Debo, for turning that off. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> it's, there's your crowns, bro. Uh, that's the show. Sorry, I, I, sorry. I don't know why I keep turning these into like 40-minute shows, but I like them. They're good. Oh, and uh, I don't. I think we're, we're doing pretty well. I think we're doing well. I, I don't have well. the, the tracker so in front of me. We should probably start tracking it. Yeah, I like, should. You know, I we should have a producer who had tons of free time on his hands who could track it for us. <laughs> um, we'll, I'll go back and tally up all the uh, the prop bets from the last few weeks. And if they're and if they're terrible, well, then just say you never did it. Just say you never did it. All right, let's get uh, let's stay hot. Enjoy the game. Talk to you on Thursday. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present a Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.